Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. BT Young Scientists Exhibition was formally opened by the President yesterday and will be open to the public from today. It's a wonderful chance to see how smart our young citizens are and previous winners have included the Collison Brothers who are now billionaires. Uh, so what does this year's crop tell us about the direction of travel for science, technology and business? Well, who better to talk to than Shay Walsh, the chief executive of BT Ireland, uh, who is the main sponsor, of course. Any notable uh, entrance this year, Shay? Um, lots, 550 of them to be exact. We have a, we have over 1,100 students in the BT Young Scientists and Technology Exhibition this year. Um, and as ever, you know, the students are, are, their interests are piqued by issues that they see around them. And of course, the introduction of uh, technology like AI, ChatGPT, features strongly in, in the uh, in the projects this year. Um, concern about mental health, the social uh, impact of social media, mm. and of course, health and well being is a new category this year. So there's lots of interest in in safety, both mental and physical ha- safety, safety on farms, uh, and then of course, environmental uh, interest in our environmental issues uh, and how to save the planet effectively, how to get plastics out of the ocean how to create um, uh, more effective ways of fertilising the land, etc. So and these so, are so, all from people whose average age is 15. Yes, we, they're, they're, they're literally from 12, you know, slash 13 up to, up to 18 is our, is our eldest. So we have three categories, junior, intermediary and senior. A lot of our students obviously come in from the from transition year in the intermediary section. Because they yes, have a little bit 14, more time 15. on their hands than if exactly. you're doing a leaving Yeah, and they're encouraged to, to, to put something in for the projects in. Now, of course, you guys are the main sponsors, but there's some big names also associated with the exhibition and they must be kind of a bit like sharks swimming around and say, these are the people that I want to poach. Yes, we have. We have five big, big sponsors, obviously. RTE uh, are, are, are a big supporter, but also um, Stripe and uh, Amgen and uh, Analog Devices mm. and the Department of Education. So, Who are desperate know, for staff and qualified staff. staff. Absolutely. And, and so there's a huge, I mean, the, the talent there is massive. I mean, we, we, we had over 2,050 uh, entries this year and we can only exhibit 550 in the RDS. So, so even to get to the RDS... Is an achievement. Uh, is an achievement in itself. So the quality, and for me, Joe, the, the quality is demonstrated by the fact that Ireland has gone on to win the European competition 17 out of 20, out of 35 times. Well, so and our and standard it, must be fairly high. Absolutely. And I think that that's a real uh, measurement of, of the quality that gets to the RDS every year at the at the Young Scientists. And it's, it's an incredible, incredible to be in that room with that talent and that capability. And why is that? I want, why is it that a small country on the periphery of Europe gets to do so well in science and technology. And yet we struggle to create these world players in Europe. You know, the Americans dominate the field when it comes to big technology companies. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I suppose that there, there, there's, there's huge uh, um, investment in capital and, uh, and entrepreneurialism in the, in, obviously, in, in, uh, in the Valley. In, in, uh, and, uh, and Israel is obviously another area where, where there's lots of tech startups. But yeah. Ireland's getting there. I and mean, we, we spoke with the IDA from Donald Travers from the IDA yesterday. And Ireland is really picking up its feet now when it comes to uh, investing in startups. And, and two of our recent winners, Shane Kerr and Greg Tarr, they've started their own businesses. They're on their third round of funding, 50 million, etc., being raised. And they're um, in their early 20s. And they're in their early 20s, yeah. Dan Hobbs, another example. Uh, he's on his third company now. I think he's in his early 20s as well. And he's just uh, employed his 50th uh, employee. So we, we have plenty of entrepreneurs and they do come out of the Young Scientists, BT, BT, um, we organise a boot camp actually in February and we take about 30 of the students, particularly interesting projects that we can work on. We take six projects and we give them the basic skills of uh, entrepreneurialism, uh, understanding company law, 
presentation skills, basic accounting, how to patent your product. And that has uh, moved uh, a number of companies into, into being from the young scientists. A year ago, Shay, you sat in front of me and we were talking about a potential tech winter. There had been mm. a huge slew of layoffs in the technology sector. That's your bread and butter. Um, it hasn't really materialised a year later. No, it hasn't. I mean, like, I think the, the figures show that the net uh, job losses, um, the net movement is about 900 uh, less jobs in the in the industry uh, over the last year. Now, that doesn't mean to say a lot of people didn't didn't lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. I think it was about 30,000, but 29,000 roughly were, were created. So, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, it looked like doom and gloom probably about 12 months ago, but I think uh, it was it was overstated. Yeah, and so this means that the, the technology companies that might be letting people go on one side of the business are hiring like crazy still on the other side of the business. And you mentioned AI. Yeah. So if anybody has any sort of skills in that area, they're being snapped up. Yeah, I mean, like AI, I, mean, I think people think that AI is, um, for me, a good analogy was the Terminator versus Iron Man. So people <laughs> think there's going to be robots taking your jobs. I mean, like, I think we should look at AI and ChatGPT and those tools more like being Iron Man, that you have, mm. you're the, you're the, the, you know, the human being is still at the centre of it and they just have more tools to be able to be more efficient in how they do conduct their jobs. But yes, I mean, like, again, we can see this in the BT Young Scientists uh, uh, projects that we see a lot of them are now using AI and, and chat GPT to get to results. Okay, now, um, does that mean with all this new AI technology that people will need more and more of your bandwidth and the bandwidth of other technology companies? Yes, uh, um, you know, I mean, people think that uh, using chat GPT and Google is free, you know, I mean, the, the, the amount of processing power that's required, I mean, there, there was an analogy yesterday in our in our executive leaders forum that one one search on chat GPT would, would drive a Tesla car for about a mile. <laughs> so, wow! So there is electricity used. I mean, that's why we we you know we 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 do need to use these technologies uh, and and understand their impact on the planet as well. So we need to be environmentally conscious of that it's not a free access to information. So that the, you know a lot of computing power is required to do these searches and to to come up with um, the, the type of results that come back. For Where do you feel on the issue? I know Vodafone feels strongly about this, and we were speaking to Vodafone uh, earlier this week mm. um, uh, that the big technology companies piggyback on the infrastructure that you guys have to buy and to provide and to maintain. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 an ongoing discussion. I think between between both the you know the, the telecommunications companies and those putting bandwidth in, into the uh, into the ground, um, that the 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 large tech companies are using that, and it's a necessary requirement. But it's not I, much of a discussion. The, the the big tech companies are ignoring it and saying, "Well, that's so." Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, they they see it as you know that's that's the the, the job of of the broadband providers to provide mm. the broadband. It's our job to provide the content that goes over it, and it's a symbiotic relationship. But but I think I think it, it's it's probably not something that's going to get resolved easily because there's no way that you know we, they, they're not they're going to give ground easily on it. Mm. Um, but it I may think require legislation, Jay. I think it will require legislation and regulation, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and it can only be at European level. There's no way that a small country no, like Ireland the, can do that. The European Union regulator usually leads the way on those type of things, and then the the individual country regulators, Comreg in our case, would follow. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing all those young scientists myself this weekend. Okay. I'm going to take the Lionel family down there again to have a look at it. Shay, thank you so much for coming in. Thank That's Shay Walsh, the Chief Executive of BT Ireland. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.